Hi, welcome back to the podcast, Astrology and You. I'm Maxine. And I'm Alice. We're so excited to be back. It's been way too long. Yes, we took a very long summer break from the podcast, but um, we have missed you guys so much. Yes, and to celebrate being back, we will be announcing something in next week's episode. Maxine, do you want to share a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So we decided we're going to put together a special offer for you that we'll have ready to announce on next week's episode. So stay tuned for that. It will be so worth it. And we just want to kind of celebrate being back to the podcast. And yeah, we'll share that about that on Instagram too. So just be on the lookout. (laughs) Yeah. And we have so many good episodes planned for the fall, mainly because fall has like the craziest astrology, but We're just really excited and we needed that break to just have like more ideas flowing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we have so many more ideas and um, I I mean, I don't even know. I don't know if we're more excited to be back to the podcast or when we announced on Instagram. I know if you're listening, maybe you've been wrote us, but (laughs) (laughs) like we're so excited. So how was your summer where we left off? I think our last episode was like May forecast. So we were talking about Jupiter going into Aries and then the solar and lunar eclipses happening in Taurus Scorpio. How did those end up playing out for you? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I moved to Spain. Yeah. So um, I'm now talking, we're recording that from here in our new apartment and um yeah, I'm just super happy that that we made the move. I didn't realize how badly we needed to move until we moved. Yeah, you and know, like, I- it just makes so much sense having like a huge life change for you like that when the eclipses fell on your Taurus sun, Scorpio moon. Yes, exactly. So I have a Scorpio moon, Taurus sun, and then my my fiance has a Taurus moon. And so those eclipses were asking both of us to move, especially because whenever you have your moon in that sign, that's always of this eclipse. Like if an eclipse touches your moon, <laughs> basically, yeah. that triggers a lot of different things. But one it, one manifestation is definitely a move. So this was not a small move either, going from Colorado to... Spain so yeah yeah yeah. I'll have to come visit still Um, I know I can't (laughs) believe you were in Europe without seeing me but it's okay it's a big continent (laughs) Jupiter and Aries has been amazing honestly like it's in my ninth house I went to Italy for a month and I had not traveled out of the country since before COVID so I was like I'm going for a month I don't care (laughs) yeah that is wild and I I just love how literal that is because Jupiter brings an emphasis on your ninth house of travel and you were literally gone for a month I know yeah I'm excited for it I mean I'm sad for it to kind of go back to Pisces later this year but I'm glad it still has some time in Aries in 2023 yeah did you notice also along with the move just other ninth house themes coming through for you Oh my god, yes. Um, Can't talk about it yet, but you guys will be the first people to know. 10th house solar eclipse, Jupiter in the 9th house. Um, Yeah, I have huge career developments and I'm so... I thought I would be able to announce it this summer and I can't until probably later this year, till the next set of eclipses, but I like literally am itching so hard to tell you guys. I know what it is and it's really good, so... (laughs) (laughs) I can't confirm that. But yeah, that's so cool how different themes can come through with that transit. 
I feel yeah. like I didn't get the full burst of Jupiter in the ninth because Saturn was co-present, but I'm going to have to wait 12 years for that. Oh my God. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> um, Yeah. Did you have any more updates from the summer? I feel like nothing aside from like the career thing and traveling. I, I guess I moved in with my boyfriend and there was an a lunar eclipse in my fourth house. So similar to you kind of falling in a place of the chart that indicates home and moving. And Jesse also had an eclipse to his moon. Yes. Yeah. He's Scorpio moon. Same as you, Maxine. Yeah. So it's just, it's cool. That's a nice way of showing how there's different ways that can trigger a move through eclipses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I honestly, the move has just consumed so much of my time. And I feel like finally now with Mars moving into Gemini, my first house, I feel more, I don't know, just so much more clarity. The last couple of months, I've just been resting a ton and rethinking so much stuff and realizing a lot of areas of life where I've just been putting so much energy, but it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to be doing. So um, I actually, I'm working on something human design related that a uh, project I'll be sharing soon. So that's kind of what I've been focusing on career wise. Yes, there definitely needs to be more human design <laughs> related stuff or just information out there because I feel like I don't know anything about it other than like I'm a projector. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it's like a topic that really is so seems so confusing but it doesn't have to be so I'm excited to make it a lot more digestible um, without watering it down so I'm really excited and yeah we'll definitely have to have a human design podcast episode at some point too yes I think this is kind of random to add in but one thing we have realized since coming back to the podcast is that we don't like editing and so if you do want to edit our podcast and you're have a background with doing this stuff please email us yes yes we're taking applications officially now um honestly yeah that's what we realized is we love the podcast itself and sharing information on here and connecting with you guys and then at the same time editing takes us so long so yeah that and also a sponsor. We'd be open to that as well. <laughs> yeah. So if either of those you're interested in, email us. We'll put our emails um, in the show notes. Yes. Ah, okay. So Alice, shall we get into the good stuff of this September astrology episode? Yes. There's a ton going on. What are you most looking forward to for this month? Oh, okay. Mars and Gemini, definitely hands down. <laughs> it's in my first house again. And I always call the 12th house, the hermit house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my God. I hate, specifically. I hate Mars in the 12th house. That's like such a dark transit. It's, it was, you know, it was interesting. So I was kind of not looking forward to it, but actually it helped me so much once I stopped resisting needing to to rest more and once I started actually prioritizing it it became actually a really enjoyable transit Mm -hmm. it's interesting how it literally forces you to slow down sometimes like every time I have Mars go through the 12th I get sick so it's interesting it's like you're going too hard literally you're sick now so you have to rest yeah and that's that's usually the pattern I've had like Mars in the 6th or 12th always makes me sick for some reason which we know (laughs) we know why I'm like working too hard but like 
yeah, basically when Mars got to my 12th, I realized that I started to kind of feel sick and I was like, okay, I need to actually prioritize resting because when you lean into the energy of the 12th, it becomes so much more productive, like in a way, like you get to work with the energy and now coming out the other side with Mars in my first, I do feel like I have so much more energy and I have so much more clarity about what I want to do next. So definitely worth it to, to like rest during that transit. I was going to say, yeah, Mars going to the first gives you so much more energy in contrast to the 12th. Yeah, but also I feel like it, I wouldn't have had as, as much energy maybe if I hadn't rested. True, true. Yeah. So it's like you you have to go through that necessary phase to get to the next one. Exactly. Yeah. So very excited for more energy and all of just like Mars and Gemini just gives me more motivation. But what about you? I'm excited for the Libra new moon. It's not until the end of the month, but it has some nice aspects going on, um, which we'll get into. But I think there's like some Venus, Mercury um conjunctions happening at that same time I also just love like a third house new moon um I just love like third house ninth house activations I'm loving Jupiter in the ninth I'm excited for third house season especially because it'll probably give me more motivation with what I'm currently working on yes oh my gosh I love that Alice that's awesome okay so let's get into this beast of an episode we have a lot to share (laughs) Okay, yeah, so we're kicking off the month. Virgo season is still going on. It started, I believe, the night of August 22nd or early the 23rd, depending on your time zone. Um, So it's just started as we're recording this. And then there's a new moon in Virgo that will have occurred on August 27th. So we're coming into September with that new moon in Virgo just having happened. So we're in this waxing moon phase where you might be feeling a lot more productive, you're getting things going, getting organized, welcoming new opportunities, new relationships into your life. So definitely very productive beginning to the month. Yeah, no, it's such a great start to the month to really pause and recalibrate and organize yourself and maybe even set a new routine or new intention. And you're just building momentum in something. So if you haven't already set an intention with the new moon, then maybe pausing with this episode to think about, okay, what is my intention that I want to have going into this month? Yeah. And I guess by the time this is released, it's like a few days out from the new moon. So this tends to be like when projects or activities in your life are picking up momentum. So this is the busiest, this like first 10 days or so of September is probably going to be the busiest time of the month. Um, especially because it's in the sign of Virgo too. And Venus also moves into Virgo on September 5th. So if we think of Virgo-like qualities, we're thinking of like, how can we be more efficient with our time? How can we um, better organize our life? How can we do things for other people? Virgo is very much like, I need to be doing something or else I'm getting very anxious. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, making sure that you're allowing yourself to just find your center in a way and Virgo I think too I love that you mentioned the anxiety aspect of Virgo season because it is really important that you are attending to the little details of things but Virgo is also ruled by Mercury which is all about the mind and mental activity and kind of chatter so I noticed myself during Virgo season needing to just let myself rely a little bit more on practices that calm my mind like 
yoga or meditation or like calming music it honestly can help so much yeah I would say like self-criticism is like a big thing with Virgo so if you find yourself doing that or just feeling really anxious like you said Maxine like leaning into wellness activities Virgo is also associated with like physical health and wanting to improve that area yeah and like treating your body like a temple kind of thing where you're just really wanting to make sure you're improving yourself too in other ways that are like coming more into yourself more too yeah so I think I'm gonna have to sign up for some exercise classes I haven't been doing them since like May (laughs) I it's so interesting how Virgo season can get you back on course so if you feel if you feel similar to that I know I need to find a yoga studio and all this stuff so that is our homework Yes. Okay, so also going on, Mars went into Gemini at the end of August, August 20th to be exact. And this is really significant because Mars is going to stay in Gemini until March 25th, 2023. And that is such a long transit. We just need to like flag that if you're like, okay, is that significant? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) That is seven months when Mars is usually only in a sign for six weeks. So like Mars was in Taurus from beginning of July until August 20th. That's a normal time for Mars to stay in a sign. Now it's going to be in Gemini from end of August until end of March. Um, So that just means there's going to be a huge emphasis on that house ruled by Gemini in your chart. Yeah. And why that is, if you're wondering like, okay, why is it now going to be there for seven months? That is because of Mars retrograde from October 30th to January 12th. So basically Mars is slowing down and that's why it's, you know, it actually backtracks and goes forward. So it's spending a lot more time in that sign. Yeah, and we're going to do an entire episode on Mars retrograde closer to when that starts at the end of October. So definitely stay tuned for more info on that. But if we're just thinking of like Mars and Gemini in general, because it's already in that sign right now, um, what do you like associate with like having that planet in that sign? Oh my gosh, yeah. So I think what I've already noticed for a general theme everyone's feeling is just wanting to be a little bit more assertive when it comes to communicating or wanting to be more direct or like forthright with what you're communicating. I think that's a huge theme. And relating to relationships too, just in general, feeling like there's a lot more initiative that needs to be taken. Yeah, just like wanting to put energy and effort and being motivated by anything pertaining to communication. So this would be great if you have like a communication-based project, like writing or editing or starting a podcast or making a lot of video content. Gemini is really like the information you're sharing in a way that's like, easily digestible like you can just throw about in your everyday life it's not this huge like um higher education I need to go take a huge course or learn about the meaning of life it's more like what is practical information that I can easily share with other people so putting energy into topics um, and projects that pertain to that yeah and very being very curious so maybe maybe it is wanting to learn a lot more there's something but like Alice you were saying it's a lot more oh I've always wanted to learn about this I'm curious let's go for it you know I think it's a more playful energy yeah yeah 100% so maybe you suddenly get the desire to start reading more or 
Um, I'm trying to think of how else you could be curious. Maybe taking like day trips somewhere and like just getting outside of your house and like getting a change of scenery. Also, Gemini is so social. So maybe you do notice like um, an increase in the social activities you're having going on um, and you're having friends reach out. And it might not necessarily be like your closest friends, but maybe you're just meeting like a variety of different people, like your neighbor or someone at the coffee shop down the street. It's more like, who are you encountering on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. And I think it's a lot also about expressing yourself in new ways or exchanging ideas, even like Alice, you're saying with other people or, you know, just getting new perspectives because Gemini really can see from so many perspectives and Mars asks you to actually maybe act on new ideas that come up for you. So yeah, I think overall it's going to be a fun transit. It depends on your exact chart setup, of course, but yeah, all those themes we said you'll experience in some way. I would say the before and after of the retrograde will be fun. I'm not sure the retrograde will be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get into I, that yeah. later. But um, yeah, I don't love Nothing a Mar- to be afraid of, but yeah, it's not necessarily light and fluffy energy. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing to like fear. I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I'm so scared of Mars retrograde. It's just like annoying. Yeah, frustrating for sure, (laughs) especially with this one. Yeah, and also if you're like a mutable rising sign um, or you have that as like your sun or your moon, something prominent in your chart. So this would be Gemini, Sagittarius, Pisces, or Virgo as your rising sign or your angles. So midheaven, icy, like this probably will be a way more significant transit for you where you're noticing kind of like more obvious life changes or developments go on. Yeah, change is so powerful for for especially those mutable signs right now. Um, like a kind of feeling initiated. And I would say I've experienced this a ton because I can speak as a Gemini rising on that. I definitely have already been feeling wanting to actually take action on ideas that I've been just stewing on for months and months. So yeah, I feel like I'm already feeling it. We're only a few days in. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for anyone who has that. Yeah, and for anyone else who doesn't have a lot of mutable signs in their chart, check the house ruled by Gemini using whole sign houses, of course, because that's probably going to be more telling. Um, And that's kind of where you're noticing maybe a huge focus or feeling like you need to rework something or just put way more effort into that part of your life. Yeah, and definitely asking yourself, like just as a quick tip, going to see, okay, this is the house Gemini is associated with and the themes like Alice, you're saying, and then also asking yourself, how can I refocus or workshop that a little bit? So without getting too much into it, because we'll have a whole episode on it. Yeah, Maxine, I was telling you like yesterday, I was like, remember how at the beginning of the year, I was like, I have no friends. I'm alone. I don't like New York. And then the second Mars entered Gemini the other day, like I have so many meetups with friends scheduled and it's in my 11th house so it has to do with groups friends like networking it's just like crazy how literal this stuff is sometimes I'm like where were you guys at the start of the year (laughs) (laughs) where were you when I felt alone yeah that's so funny yeah Mars and Gemini I'm already feeling that super literally too so I'm excited about that transit um But yeah, okay, so let's, we kind of caught you up in what has been happening, the big things that are still affecting you energetically, but getting into September, 
with it being Virgo season, we kind of just wanted to break down based on your rising sign, what you can expect more specific. Yeah, so we'll start with the fire rising. So this would be Aries rising, Leo rising, and Sag rising. This is kind of what to expect with Virgo season, which is going on until I think September 23rd. So the majority of the month, um, this is what to kind of focus on. So for fire risings, work is going to be more of a priority and you may see like more opportunities coming in there um, and just feeling like a lot busier and more motivated to like get up and like do initiate more projects and take on more responsibilities at your job. I would say Aries rising in particular may also have like more of a health focus where it is in addition to maybe being busier at work. It's also like, how can I have a better life work life balance and not burn out? And how can I take better care of my body? So that one might be a little different. Whereas Leo rising has an emphasis kind of on finances and money and how can I be smarter about my spending habits? Whereas Sag Rising is more about those like bigger career developments taking place. Maybe you're starting a new job or there's, um, you're thinking a lot about like what direction you want to pivot in next with your career goals. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So those are really, really focused on work. And if you notice also, if you are Fire Rising, lean into that energy now because it will come around like after Virgo season is through and we move on to Libra season, then that's kind of your time to relax a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you don't feel like, I guess you do, you will have a social life because Gemini is like one of Mars is going to be in one of your social houses, but really like leaning into work until the 23rd. And then, yeah, like you said, Maxine, getting to relax a little after that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're feeling overwhelmed, I guess. Um, yeah. And then next let's do air risings. So if you are a Gemini rising, Libra or Aquarius rising, this is a more, it's a lot more of an internal kind of emotional Virgo season for you. So you might notice, you might notice that you're just needing to spend a little bit more time for yourself, kind of create a cocoon for yourself. And it's so wild how true this is for for myself, but also everyone who I know who's in air rising. So if you notice, if you notice just needing to reflect a lot more or to process things from the past or kind of to move through things, that is why. <laughs> yeah, maybe noticing like, you don't have as active of a social life or maybe something at work falls through and you didn't get the opportunity you thought you would get. I just find that, especially with um, Libra rising with that 12th house activated with Virgo season, it's often like maybe there's an ending you're having to process or like something doesn't work out completely as you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just there's different themes for each. So like Libra rising themes related to what Alice had said and also I would say sometimes that really asks you to reflect on like the whole past year just anything that you feel like you don't want to bring forward into Libra season and then if you are a Gemini rising that's a big focus on themes of home and family and so maybe you're spending more time there or that's more of just a priority in your life and then Aquarius risings that one tends to be a lot about self-transformation or deepening intimacy with others kind of really that one just really asks you to go deeper whatever the topics are coming up for you yeah definitely trickier for you guys but these seasons are this type of season is so necessary to 
do that inward reflection and then you know more of what you want moving forward. So true. And also just because there is Mars in Gemini, I think that's helping a lot without it feeling too introspective to where it kind of like, you know, becomes a little difficult. I think it's going to be a little easier Virgo season. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Um, Okay, so then moving on to the Earth rising. So this would be Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn risings. Um, This Virgo season for you is going to be very, like, focused on yourself. Like, what are your hobbies? What are your interests that you really want to pursue? What lights you up? Um, How can you be more confident in what you have to offer? And, like, what type of image do you want to project to the world? Especially Virgo risings, because this is, like, your first house, your rising sign. It's like, how do I want to come across to other people? And how can I make myself more more of a priority? Oftentimes, there's more time spent by yourself, but not, like, lonely. It's just, like, I'm comfortable being by myself, and I want to, like, lean into hobbies I love doing rather than trying to mingle with a huge group setting and like losing my identity among when I'm around other people. Um, Capricorn rising in particular might have an emphasis on like travel or wanting to like take a course or a workshop. There's this more like very learning and education oriented, but yeah, I would say for all these earth risings, it's kind of, it's a lot about self-discovery and leaning into creativity. Mm, yes and then also specifically Taurus risings may be a good time to date (laughs) yeah yeah romance (laughs) I would say for Virgo rising too like the first house season because then as we'll get into it like the seventh the full moon is in the seventh house so it's leading up to that so yeah Taurus rising Virgo rising maybe there's more romance as well oh okay that's a good one to end on for those um Yeah, and then last but not least, we have water rising. So if you're a Cancer rising, Scorpio rising, or Pisces rising, this is, speaking of relationships, a bigger focus on relationships, but not just romantic relationships. Um, More specifically, like if you are Pisces rising, that might be more of close relationships. So that one is a little more about love. But then I would say Cancer risings, that has a lot more to do with like friends and Scorpio risings as well. So being more social, putting yourself out there more. And um, yeah, and then also Cancer risings, I would say maybe wanting to learn more things or really that curiosity that we mentioned with Mars and Gemini is also just a bigger even emphasis this month for you. Yeah, and travel. Did you mention? I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Maybe (laughs) travel for Cancer rising as well. Yeah, good addition. Um, Okay, yeah, so that is kind of um, a glimpse at the next few weeks by each rising sign. Um, Then as we get further into the month, around September 9th, 10th, depending on your time zone, so I think it's September 9th on the East Coast, September 10th where you are, Maxine, uh, Mercury retrograde starts. (laughs) So I love how I like pause, like dramatic. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I thought you were going to say it's the Pisces full moon, but yeah, it's both in the same day. Yeah, yeah, both in the same day. Do you want to talk about Mercury retrograde first? Yes, let's do that. That's perfect. Um, So yeah, there's like this lead up to the full moon. And then when we get there, though, we have Mercury retrograde, which if you know about Mercury retrograde, you know, it's nothing to worry about, but it does create delays in communication or just delays in general or things that can be just making you need to just not be moving as quickly. (laughs) 
Yeah, and it, I mean, this retrograde, to get into like more logistics, it starts in the sign of Libra, then it backtracks into Virgo. So you're going to want to look at those two houses in your chart to see maybe where there are these like recurring thoughts or confusion or just like a little bit of a frustration going on throughout most of September. The retrograde finally ends on October 2nd. So yeah, it takes up the rest of the month. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it goes all the way through the month. And I think it's important to know too, maybe like September 23rd, it does retrograde back into um, back into Virgo. Did you mention that? Yeah, I mentioned that it went to it starts in Libra and goes back to Virgo. But yeah, that's the exact date. It goes back to Virgo is the 23rd. Yeah. So if you cared to know that, you might notice like if your chart has planets, especially at the cusp of Virgo Libra, that would be kind of an interesting date to look for. Yeah. And I mean, you see like all over Instagram or social media, the internet, like people freaking out about Mercury retrograde, like my life is ruined. This, this horrible thing happened to me because Mercury retrograde, I really don't like looking at it through that type of lens like yeah it can sometimes bring up disappointments or maybe something falls through that you are excited about but usually mercury retrograde is just this period where there's not as much going on or just like I always notice like my work life slows down a lot and I find myself needing to maybe revisit something I hadn't a project I hadn't worked on in a while or just using this time for reflection Mm. I love that. Yeah, kind of going back to old old things or old ideas or it depends on your chart, of course, but like it really makes you pause to revisit things and make it stronger going forward. Yes, but do not revisit an ex. Yeah. <laughs> Alice, what would what maybe we could share like what would be a good piece of advice? I mean, maybe that's a good one. <laughs> we can just I would just say like I say that because a lot of the times when like an ex comes back into your life during Mercury retrograde or maybe like someone reaches out with this exciting new opportunity during Mercury retrograde, like it will seem great at the time. Like, yes, this is what I want to do. But oftentimes once the retrograde's over, nothing really comes of it. Like aside from exes, I cannot tell you how many times I've had people reach out with work opportunities right at the start of the retrograde and I never end up hearing from them again. It's so weird. Mm, Yeah. So just kind of being, I don't want to say guarded, but kind of alert to there, there's kind of like a pattern to that where sometimes things aren't, are kind of like built on shaky foundations that start during the retrograde. Yeah. But Definitely don't put your life on hold. I get a lot of questions about like, should I move houses because it's retrograde? It's like, no, if you're meant to move, you're meant to move. Like I wouldn't delay it because of Mercury retrograde. Maybe there just is some like initial frustration with the landlord or something that, I don't know, maybe your furniture arrives a little late. Maybe there's just like a little mishap, but I wouldn't put off something huge just because it's Mercury retrograde. Yeah, like even I get people asking a lot about like weddings, you know, if if you're going to get married during that time or this or that. And it's it it goes back to that same rule. It's just like there's always the astrology always reflects what's actually happening. So if something's meant to happen, then if you're okay with some hiccups, you know, like it depends, you know, obviously, if you really want to know more about it, look into it more. But generally speaking, I think it's important not to fear Mercury retrograde. 
Yeah. One last thing I want to say is just expect delays, maybe. Like, I'm just thinking back, like, um, opportunity that came up, it just got very delayed until Mercury retrograde had lifted. So, yeah, just don't expect everything to move as fast as it normally would. Yes, let yourself slow down. And I think the advice I would give to just like a quick tip is let yourself go back to old things. And I kind of already mentioned that, but I think it's really important to let yourself kind of be, I don't know, get curious about things that like old projects you want to revisit or old topics you want to study more about, that kind of thing. Because it really can, as I said, help you build stronger foundations going forward. Yes, perfect. Okay, as Maxine mentioned earlier, on that same day, September 10th, there is a full moon in Pisces, um, which I'm like not sure where to start with this one, but let's just start with like traits of Pisces. So we've been building up to this full moon since that Virgo new moon at the end of August. So this is probably going to be the busiest point of the month where there's like a flurry of activity going on. You're seeing progress made. You're feeling more connected to other people and busier with social stuff. Um, but on the other hand, Pisces is this very like kind of like introverted, extra sensitive, emotional type sign. So there may be that push pull of like, I need to be with myself and have my emotions and reflect on that versus having all this busyness go on around you. Mm, yeah, I really think, you know, Pisces full moons are great for getting intuitive insights. So if you want to pause during the full moon, September 10th, with Mercury retrograde about to happen too, it's just such a great time to check in and see how you're feeling and see if you can get any kind of aha moments or clarity. I love the Pisces full moon for that each year because it really does help you to like anchor in on some perspective maybe that you didn't see because you were so zoomed in during Virgo season on all the details and then it's like oh I know what to do next I know what I've been missing yeah like the first part of the month with that Virgo energy it's so much about like work and productivity um and needing to always be like doing something and then the Pisces full moon is like step back and what is actually maybe more meaningful to you? What have you been ignoring um, about like your emotions? And I just feel, feel like that's why feelings are so amplified at the full moon. It just a lot of stuff you've been repressing or ignoring for a few weeks tends to just come up a lot more clearly and you have to deal with it. Yeah. And sometimes even with this one, this full moon in particular, it's yeah, you might be just too busy. You don't even have time to pause. So it's so extra important that you do pause during this full moon because if not, it can kind of erupt in terms of like having conflicts spill over or disagreements or especially Mercury retrograde confusion or miscommunication. So I mean, if you've never let yourself pause for a full moon, definitely meditate or journal or do what you need to do for that full moon. <laughs> I would just yes. throw that out there. <laughs> And the full moon, just looking at the other aspects it's making the planets, um, it's in a square to Mars and Gemini. So we have the sun in Virgo, moon in Pisces, square to Mars and Gemini. And then the moon is also applying to a conjunction with Neptune. So this is definitely a mixed energy. I would say when the moon makes a square to Mars like this, it is just more of like what we were just saying, like emotions coming up very strongly and maybe not being able to like keep them in. Mm hmm. Yeah. So making sure if you know that, then you can create an outlet for yourself, maybe using Neptune, the 
Pisces imagination and creating art or, you know, expressing yourself in some way. So I think that's really important (laughs) to remember as well. And also Neptune tends to like throw a bit of confusion or just like, yeah, you're just like unsure of what's going on sometimes. And paired with Mercury retrograde starting, maybe you are having a lot of emotions about a particular situation, but there is still a little bit of like, wait, what do I do? Like what's next here? Kind of a waiting period. I feel like there might be something for a lot of people at the full moon where things aren't exactly as they seem or as they appear. So I don't want to say feeling disappointed, but maybe kind of coming to terms with something you had envisioned, what do you actually have to do to get there, and kind of being adaptable and flexible will really be your best friend with that. Adaptable, flexible, such good words to throw in because those speak so much to mutable sign energy, which is like where we have this, it's Virgo, Pisces, mutable signs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and squaring Mars too, just like if you are feeling super frustrated, allow yourself to see it from a different perspective in a different light. Yes. Okay, I feel like that covers most of the full moon. (laughs) Uh, So there's not much going on. Like after that, I guess you would be coming off of the full moon and kind of taking in what may have come up. The next major event of the month we don't have until September 23rd, which is the start of Libra season. Yes, and Libra season, as we kind of mentioned at the beginning, but that is a lot different than Virgo season. It kind of helps you to we, you know, smoothing things over that may have happened during Virgo season, where maybe Virgo season had you really hyper-focused on a certain thing. I find that's a common theme. And then Libra season helps you find that balance again. Yeah, all about balance. And um, similar, this will be actually be really nice because Mars is in Gemini, the sun will be in Libra, that trine Oh, yeah. And then Saturn's in Aquarius. So this is like an air sign trine going on during Libra season where it's a lot about forming connections with people and being more social. Yes. And also, too, I just feel like Libra season does help with mediating conflict and just finding that things, like you said, with that energy included, things might just flow a lot more easily in your relationships. But yeah, with that, just the sun moving into Libra, also Mercury retrograde, even though Mercury at this point will be back in Virgo, it's still those themes of Mercury retrograde in Libra of like, where is there an imbalance in my relationships? And how can I like bring that up and make it more, more clear of like, this is not okay, like there needs to be more effort from your part or realizing how you can be a better partner and be there for people. So just um, making sure I guess it all comes back to balance again making sure that there's more of it across all relationships. Yeah, that's, that is really important to note because it's not being a doormat. Like, so that way conflict disappears. Like there's definitely a lot of, I would say feisty astrology in there where you might feel like, okay, I actually have to assert myself still and finding ways to navigate that. Like Mars in Gemini on the backside of this Libra season will just help us all. So I feel like be more direct in what we need. Um, So being mindful of using that in a good way, of course. Yeah. And then on uh, September 25th is the Libra new moon. So really fast after Libra season starts, we get that new moon. This one we're talking about is pretty good. Like, I mean, obviously it's not going to, everyone's not going to have an amazing time depending on your chart, but Libra new moon, like we have 
the sun and moon are exactly opposite Jupiter and Aries. So there is this sense of like maybe optimism or feeling like you're really ready to grow that certain area of your life, that house of your chart ruled by Libra, um, and just seeing a lot more opportunities come up. Oh my gosh, you literally took the words from my mouth. I was like, be on the lookout for opportunities and that'll look different for everyone. But definitely if you are really wanting to, I don't know if you're waiting on something or you've put yourself out there in some way, you might hear back. Um, Or if you haven't like a good, it's just a great time to like look for new opportunities. Yeah, and along with that Libra new moon, I think Mercury and Venus are exactly conjunct at the same degree of like late Virgo at that time. So when we get Venus and Mercury that close together, there's usually this creative element of Venus combined with the communication element of Mercury. So if you are, you do have some sort of creative hobby or something artistic plays into your work, maybe this is a time where you're filled with like way more ideas. Um and a lot of like creative thoughts going on. Yeah, or even just thinking more about love or thinking more about money, like themes related to Venus. Yeah, and going back to what we said earlier, don't want to get too repetitive, but it all comes back to like communication within relationships and navigating that more. Yes, I love that. And yeah, and then after the Libra new moon, we have Venus shortly after on the 29th will also enter Libra. So at the end of the month, you can see how it totally shifts into a bigger emphasis on that Libra part of your chart. And Venus moving into Libra is great because it rules the sign of Libra. So it feels very at home there and Venus and its um, traits related to relationship, friendship, money, um, values can like really thrive in the sign of Libra. Yes, and like beauty and kind of being able to be more eloquent and maybe even in the way that you're relating to others and speaking. So yeah, that's a really great transit. So you'll notice that shift from Virgo part of your chart to the Libra ruled house of your chart. Be on the lookout for that like last 10 to 15 days of the month. No, sorry, last seven days of the month. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) counting. Um, But yeah, and I think the last thing I wanted to add in here too, Alice, is we always talk about how Libra season, a lot of the times it coordinates a lot with just people wanting to be in relationships more. So I think it's just when you think about Libra being about relationships and close one-on-one relating, it's just a really great time if you are interested in spending more time one-on-one quality time that's just another thing I wanted to add or you know if you want to date in general it makes me think of like more productive everyone starts talking about like cuffing season around this yeah. time it's so stupid uh but yeah I feel like it's no coincidence that articles about cuffing season and people talking about that get brought up during Libra season yes just kind of like a fun thing to throw in here since you've made it all the way to the end of this episode if you're listening. Yes. Um, so that is September for you. Can't wait to see how it plays out. October is going to be a little bit crazier, to be honest, because um, we'll get those eclipses starting up next month. But yeah, enjoy September. 
Yes. And also just so you are reminded, we are going to share that special offer this upcoming episode. So next week. Um, so just be on the lookout for that. And we're so excited to be back. Yes. See you guys next episode. Bye.